0: Hello Marvelites, welcome to episode number 74 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, information, and me yawning before we go on air. I'm Ryan Pedagos, a.k.a. AGM H&M, m Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, who's very proud of
1: his co-host for conquering the epic yawn that threatened to engulf him. And he's now doing another one. This is impressive. He's pushing out, getting that energy out. Uh, yes, we are back here with episode seventy-four, and also back with us, fresh from her eight-week-long trip to uh, the Virgin Islands, <laughs> is intern Elaine Gomez. And Elaine, how how was your world tour? It was awesome. Yeah. Yes, I have thirty million bug bites all over me, but
0: it was good. That's Aww. disgusting. That's... I don't know. Don't show them to me. I <laughs> no. don't care. It's don't awful share. bug bites. It, ugh.
1: You had a great vacation. The first thing you do is come back and complain about a small little thing. Great. Then don't get bit by... Did you wear bug spray?
0: No. Then why would you not
1: get bit by bugs?
2: Did
1: you wear suntan screen? Suntan screen? Yeah,
2: suntan screen.
1: Suntan screen,
2: screen
1: a little bit. Well, we're glad you're back. I mean, someone
0: probably is. someone out there if you're just joining us in this week in marvel we're going to go through all the new comics out for the week both print and digital collections and single issues then we're going to talk about movies tv video games go through some news for everything marvel and then get to your questions and comments use the hashtag this week in marvel while you're listening to send us a question or comment for us to address on a future episode I'm gonna start us off this week with new comics with A plus X number six. I love this freaking series so much. This is the all poker issue. It's all the poker you can handle. I pimped it out
1: on Twitter over the weekend. People couldn't believe it. Poker, it poker, is poker. Two stories
0: jam packed with poker. Poker, poker, poker. The first story is Captain Marvel and Wolverine by Peter David and Giuseppe Coley with Michelle Benevento. And then we have Thing and Gambit by Mike Costa and Stefano Caselli. And really, they're about poker games, which if you've been reading, if you know Marvel history, poker games have a great long tradition in Marvel Comics. You get a lot of the superheroes together, Thing, Wolverine, a variety of characters often get together, usually ends in some sort of fight, and it's wonderful. Uh, The interactions between Captain Marvel and Wolverine in this issue are terrific, there's a villain It's actually very cutting They, they cut
1: to the core Of yeah. their characters they, I love first it I, It's funny But yeah It's great Good Peter
0: David character work Totally uh, There's a villain In that story Ben oh, I won't awesome. spoil the name Of the, the villain But is that a it's character gotta, and, be, gotta be new Gotta be new Love it uh, it's Classic Really just one-off. Such a terrific way to, to do that story And these are short They're like 8-10 page stories The second one Features Thing And Gambit And it was a hoot I liked it the Second oh, one's more like, of a caper it's more of an Ocean's Eleven type deal. You're no, an Ocean's Eleven type deal.
1: Thank you. I think that's a compliment. I guess. I don't uh, really know what's going on with it today. I'm going to throw out to our collected editions department, you give me a great idea that we need to have a best of Marvel poker collection. Just all the great poker games from throughout the years. I don't disagree Even with Even though you. it's usually like three pages and they get into the rest of the story, it's enough that they can make it work. Yeah. All right. From the kind of... Uh, how do you say, the, the the entertainment side of Marvel to the post-apocalyptic nightmare version. <laughs> it's a much more elegant transition there that I missed completely. Good Age God. of Ultron, number three. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Brian Hitch with Paul Neri and Paul Mounts. In this issue, we continue to explore the Marvel Universe after Ultron has laid waste to it. We travel to another venue, Chicago, where we get to see what's going on with Red Hulk, Black Panther, and Taskmaster. But the main... Of this issue is Luke Cage and She Hulk catching a plan to try to get close to Ultron and figure out what's going on. Some of the heroes kind of expressing their doubts and their disagreements. So, just another power packed issue. We'll talk more about it, a lot more about it, this Friday in uh, the Age of Ultron podcast. I'll record this Friday. You'll hear it next week. And of course, you can send us questions for that for Tom Brewort as well as Spider Man editor. Ellie Pyle. I'll tell you more about that later using the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvelAU.
0: Over to Astonishing X-Men number 60. It's the second part of Extermination. Marjorie Liu takes the reins on writing this part of the uh, the event. And you've got the Astonishing X-Men, the Extreme X-Men, and the Exterminated all together in the Age of Apocalypse universe to fight these ancient creatures who were imprisoned outside reality by the Celestials. And then the Extreme X-Men, they're reality-hopping sort of allowed them to come through they're super dangerous it's it's a crazy big wild story with so many characters it's really cool because you've got two Wolverines fighting side by side two night crawlers doing some stuff together you've got big stuff that happens for the Age of apocalypse characters it's a it's a cool way to move the event forward but also to give the fans who've been reading these three books big meat for for them to uh, to chew yeah. on. Just cut into. Yeah. I was
1: gonna say it's a it's it's a bad time to live in the age of apocalypse, but I guess was it ever really, a good time? Was it really a great time in a place called the age of apocalypse? Before we move on to our next one, I almost forgot something I wanted to talk about. A plus X. Yeah. That I love that the default voice for Ben Grimm now in the Marvel Universe is the Matt Fraction yelling all the time <laughs> in big bold letters. <laughs> yeah. Ben Grimm. That is a change that I hope stays for some time. Hey, young Yeah. Over in Dead... Yeah, he sounds exactly like John Cirilli. He does. Which makes it even better. Yep. Over at Deadpool Illustrated, number three, Deadpool is still cutting a swath through the worlds of fiction. He starts things off with Scrooge in a one-pager, which is great, and then he gains an ally from the world of Frankenstein. You can probably guess who that is. But who who is it? For- No, I'm not going to say who it is. Oh. Uh, they go to the Jungle Book, and they eventually... Go to, like, a team-up between all the undersea characters, because now all the fictional characters are starting to realize, okay, Deadpool's trying to kill us all. should get together. So you've got Captain Nemo, Captain Ahab, and the Little Mermaid all working together. And when you find out who the Little Mermaid is a template for in the Marvel Universe, that is very funny. This is pretty terrific. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. This was written by Colin Bunn, art by Matteo Loli, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun, although great to read, is Fantastic Four number 5 AU, An Age of Ultron Tie-In by the aforementioned Matt Fraction. Art by Andre Arajo, who I think is a newcomer. I have not seen his work before, but really impressive start. I know he's going to do more for us in the near future. And color art by Jose Villarubia. This cuts into the middle of the FF's trip into space they basically get a distress call from Black Panther and they've got to head home to help out with the Age of Ultron the whole story is told via a video message they left for Franklin and Valeria because they don't want to bring them back to Earth where Ultron is taking over the world and it's just a heartbreaker it basically follows each message that the FF sends up to the kids and then shows what happens to the individual members of the FF in the Age of Ultron some really powerful stuff again, Arojo's art is great. Uh, it's a change of pace from the Marvel Now storyline, but it fits in pretty seamlessly. Looking over, I this uh, Andre Arojo's style almost like Seth Fisher. Or yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah, it's very kind of European. Yeah, it is very.
1: In European. a way, I like I love it a lot. I it. love it. It's real good. Um, this is this is really kind of, th- th- this is stuff I think we want to see from Age of Ultron. I-, I think it's very cool in Age of Ultron how they started out, the world has already fallen, everything is done, but it's cool to see here at least an element of okay, this is an adventure that took place before issue number one, this is how things went bad. It's really sad, but it's really powerful and it really speaks to kind of the heroism of these characters. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yep. Over to FF number five by Matt Fraction and Michael and Laura Allred. You've got so many different things going on in this issue. It's crazy. They pack so much into this comic. You've got stuff going on with Medusa. She brings her son to the Future Foundation, Ahura, who I guess is not well. It's never been well. Never been well. Never been. It's been a rough road for old Ahura. Poor guy. Uh, you got some cool stuff with Miz thing. You've got crazy old John Storm. Causing chaos around the world. Uh, you've got Willie Lumpkin, Professor. Professor Lumpkin's Lumpkin. To Lumpkin. You. Love it. Love, what love, we love, he's love it. What a professor of? Uh, well, apparently it's sex ed because he's got the birds, birds and the bees. bees.
1: Well, maybe, no,
0: it could be like nature nature? Yeah, yeah sure. Birds sure. and
1: bees. They're both things that are out in nature.
0: Yep. And there's a whole bunch of stories and plots that are really pushed forward in this and I don't want to give anything away. Yep. If you've been reading about the Future Foundation and these kids and you know this team, it's it's crazy. Stuff is really just moving and, and grooving.
1: Gambit number 10 written by James Asmith, art by Asmith, written by James Asmith, art by Clayman with Leonard Kirk. It's a good old-fashioned capa it's a Capa story. What, is, is that your Boston? No, it's just... It's hey,
0: just, pa. It's
1: just a, hey, it's, it's a going capa. to the ballpark, pa. It could be, it could be Boston or New hey, York. Hey, we're going to go similar. to Gambit, pa. You, you would fit right in. Yeah. I did love you in Boston. Anyways, uh, Gambit and Joelle, his kind of love interest, female thief who hangs around with him, uh, she revealed last issue that she has a sick daughter who she's trying to find a cure for. May or may not be True. Gambit takes off with her to hunt down an old Hydra base where they have to fight robots and zombies and all the good Hydra stuff to try to get their hands on this cure. It's a lot of fun. They have really good banter. I love Asmus's voice for Gambit. His dialogue is fantastic. Art is great. And then there is a big last page moment that people have been asking for literally
0: since this book started, so you will be very happy to see that. All right, time for the big one. Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. Hello. Hello. Brian Michael Bendis, Steve McNiven, John Dell, Justin Ponsor. It is big and huge and wonderful. You get a great setup with finding out that Peter Quill is a ladies' man. That's what you need to know going into this. He loves the ladies. So you get him chatting up a gal. Yeah. But his dad comes into the picture. You start to see the the bigger scope of what this book is about. Peter Quill, the part Earthman, part Spartaxian. Spartax. Spartaxian. Yeah. Uh, his dad is
1: uh, he, he's an intergalactic emperor, essentially king of the galaxy, as they call him several times throughout this issue. It's exactly what I, I, I said. It, I think it's a vanity title more. He's not actually the king of the galaxy, but he's that
0: powerful yeah and he thinks he's that powerful yes. as well he is a jerk he's a total jerk and, and he doesn't uh, and i instantly love him yeah he's pretty much you it's uh not me I'm yeah no he's funny. you uh you've got him and his contentious relationship with peter quill rightfully contentious yes. they've got some beef with each other and it makes sense well if you
1: read the point one issue which if you haven't you really should go back and check it out you'll understand why Peter Quill is such an issue with his dad.
0: Yep, and I think one of the things that is really good about what they do very successfully in this issue is introduce each member of the Guardians, how they fit in with the other members, and how the team comes together. Uh, It does it really well. The first, the point one issue, set up a lot for Peter Quill, but this sets up Gamora right away. you, You find out she is an epic amazing badass and you do not mess with her you start to see how iron man fits into things you get the team coming together and what they do for each other uh there's great groot and rocket raccoon moments yeah there's this moment where rocket has a gun and it's just giant and he's crazy and it's amazing uh he he has a the the sense that you get with rocket being kind of nuts but super loyal Mm. to especially Groot but to the whole team is really important and and firmly established here it's cool i really love what they did with uh setting up these characters for so many readers who are not familiar with them and it was it's a difficult endeavor with a brand new team to many people but i think they pulled it off really well yeah and the art the art is i don't even know what to say about the art because it's
1: it's kind of insane. This is the kind of stuff that, uh, you know, we don't get a lot of regular Steve McNiven art, and this is why, because it's so intricate, and yep. every page is so packed full of stuff. It all looks beautiful. I love the stuff he does with their outer space costumes. The look he gives Star-Lord is awesome. Uh, Star-Lord's always had a great costume. He had a series of great costumes, and this is another great take on it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a riff on the classic look. Yep. Uh, and it really, it's, it's striking. But it's its, it's cool, because I don't think these are even their regular costumes. This is just what they're going to wear when they're out in space and need space helmets. So it's like, it, it's cool. We're going to get to see, because you see Rocket has a similar helmet. Yep. Um, we're going to see Steve McNiven just design, which he's awesome at. Yeah. So,
0: also, really stuff. Uh, you know, you've got this cool ship. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of ships, actually. And the, the Guardians have their own shift that is going to be important for you know going forward and yep. them traveling around and doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things set up here that if you're going to be interested in the movie, which we know you will be, if you uh, want to see where these characters will fit into the Marvel Universe, which we know you will be, this is a great issue uh, that actually really does a great job of setting right. up and all it's a, the pieces.
1: And it's a really nice balance for, like you said, new readers who want to come in because you're curious about the movie, maybe you saw them in Avengers Assemble, and then people who like the classic Abnett and Lanning, Guardians of the Galaxy stays true to all the voices and the relationships especially Groot and Rocket yeah. you know that's straight out of the DNA stuff and Bendis is very you know loyal to that. So it's a great continuation of that and it's a great new era
0: if you want to pick up from right here Totally think I've got the next book which sure Journey do. into Mystery number 650 650! 650. Yeah. Milestone it is a milestone of sorts. Yeah, uh, Catherine Immonen writing Valerio Schiti on art, and I mean, I think I've talked at length about how much I love this series. This is my favorite issue of it so far. Team. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and I, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about Jordi Valera's yeah. colors on this because no, no. she she has a really great way of making Sif pop off the page with the the reds that she uses for Sif's costume and the you know all the other colors a lot of it's muted because of you know there's sort of the viking esqueness of it all but uh it's just it's a terrific wrap-up to this berserker storyline that we've been going through uh her band of warriors that she's teamed up with Sif uh gets a good sort of finale of where they are. I don't know if they're going to be in the next story arc. I actually don't know what's coming up, but if this was all we got out of this, it would be damn near perfect. I yeah. love the way it wraps up And that I like story the arc. twist. Uh, there's something of a twist, Yeah. she re-encounters the witch who first yep.
1: gave her the berserker yeah. spell, and uh, I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, there, and there's uh, the last two pages of the story Great are stuff. very sweet. It's a very nice wrap-up to the, the story arc, and there's a bunch of little touches that i think you'll enjoy if you if you take a look at them like right here these guys i'm pointing to yeah. this guy this guy this guy and this guy yeah are um well i won't say anything but we'll talk about it afterwards oh i think i know that. yeah it's and you know like this this uh christmasy sweater that they have on it's just really cute it's cute great touches all right Blake is not
1: here today, so I will step in and not do his creepy voice and just say Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 12 came out this week, our all-ages Spider-Man comic. We've got two great stories, both written by Joe Caramagna, a friend of ours, both drawn by Ty Templeton. One takes place in outer space. It's kind of a fun, clever story where Nova has not been invited along on this mission, so he tags along anyways, and we find out why they didn't want him on the mission, and ultimately Spider-Man and Nova are able to... Think their way out of a uh, deal with a very weird, mass criminal mastermind and his alien allies. Then we've got is is Karamania from Jersey? Maybe I think he is. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's always talking about because this the second story takes place in Jersey. There's all these Jersey jokes. So you know, as a Jersey resident, I of course enjoyed it. Um, Elaine was actually is like a royalty in Jersey or something. Um, is that a good thing? Yeah, she's like, the, she's like the princess of Rutgers. Um, but yeah, it takes place there, and it has the Super Skrull. Spidey fighting the Super Skrull in New Jersey. I don't think I should have to sell it any more than that. No. Great stuff. More, about this, this is cool. I like this book just because it's stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm an adult, but I dug the fact that there are little lessons in each of the stories. There are little morals.
0: It's nice to see. And they do, always, a good job, they do a good job weaving them into the story so it doesn't feel forced. You can always learn. You yeah. never stop learning, Benjamin. It's true. Over to Morbius, the Living Vampire, number three, written by Joe Keating with art by Rich Elson. And uh, you know, for a pretty smart dude, Morbius is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and he also gets he's shot in the throat, throat in this issue, which is uh, he gets shot every issue. Yeah. It's, it's a crappy. He's just Joe's a Keating man. He hates vampires. Well, he's not. A, he's a living vampire, not exactly a proper vampire. He's not a proper uh, but vampire. It, it, Joe does a great job of making this book really funny, really. Horrifically violent and creepy and dingy and dirty. Uh, Joe and Rich Elson, uh, the entire team does a great job, and it, it just there's bad things happening in Brownsville. Lots of bad things, yeah, lots of bad. Bad stuff. things are afoot in Brownsville. Over to Scarlet Spider number fifteen. It's uh, the last part of the In the Midst of Wolves storyline, written by Chris Yost with pencils by Coy Fom and Edwards and Securia. Neil Edwards, I assume. Neil Edwards, yes, yep. and. Paulo, Secu- Paulo Sequeira. Sequeira. Yes. Thank you,
1: Benjamin. It's the Tom Brennan All-Stars. Yes. These are all guys who like to work on Tom Brennan books for some reason.
0: So, last issue... Uh, I think it was last issue... Kane got killed. Turned into a giant, crazy spider guy. Yep. it's all tying back to the other storyline from years ago in Spider-Man. And the uh, Los Lobos are about to take down uh, Kane's friend. And Spider-Kane comes down... Wreck shop. It's Spider-y. really incredibly, horribly violent and wonderful. And you, Chris Yost, is a demented man for writing some of the things he writes. Uh, but it's cool. You get a good wrap up to the storyline and a good peek at what's to come in Scarlet Spider.
1: Superior Spider Man number 6 AU, written by Christos Gage, art by Dexter Soy. This is a key issue for a lot of you who have been following Age of Ultron, because the most common question we've gotten on the Age of Ultron podcast, I know you and I have both gotten it on Twitter, is what's the deal with Doc Ock as Spidey in Age of Ultron?
0: What's the deal with Doc Ock as Spidey in Age of
1: Ultron? Age of Ultron? Is that like Frankenstein Seinfeld? Uh, yep, Frankens- Frankenstein Seinfeld. Oh my
0: goodness! <laughs> Copyright, Trad- trademark.
1: trademark. Damn it. Okay, so anyways, this issue delves into that. We've addressed it briefly on the podcast, but this is a solo story of Superior Spider-Man in the world of Age of Ultron where you get the full-on Doc Ock dialogue, well, Doc Ock monologue in his head, but he explains why he's acting the way he is in Age of Ultron proper. But this is actually a great standalone story. Christos Gage steps up to the plate here because you got to look at it this way. It's Doc Ock, who is a supervillain, has been a supervillain all his life, always wanted to take over the world and now Ultron has taken over the world. He stole his whole gimmick, and what pisses him off even more is Ultron's a robot, and Doc Ock's whole thing is that he controls robots. He actually gets into it here. He goes, he's like, I've been controlling my friggin' robot arms for decades, and now this robot comes along and takes over the world. So Doc Ock's pissed, and he has this weird mashup of, I want to save the world because I'm kind of a good guy, but I also want to save the world just to show Ultron that he's not that impressive. There's a flashback to Secret Wars. Uh, he comes up with a plan he's playing the hero so they don't know what's really going on but he also launches his offensive against Ultron and it's really a compelling look at uh, Doc Ock and it's one of the first times someone other than Slot, other than you know the appearances in Avengers and Journey into Mystery that someone other than Slot has gotten to write Doc Ock as Spidey so I really enjoyed this one and I thought uh, my hat's off to our our friend Christos Gage for answering some questions and telling a nice little story in the age of Ultron over in Thunderbolts number 7 Written by Daniel Way, art by Phil Noto, colors by Guru EFX. It's the start of a new arc. The Thunderbolts have completed their initial mission, and they are now in a sub, underwater, which is a terrible, terrible place for Red Hulk, Punisher, Venom, the leader, Deadpool, and Elektra to be locked up. So all their tensions come to a head, this weird love triangle with Deadpool, Punisher, and Elektra. The fact that they all hate Red Hulk, Venom's distrust, Red Leader just having these nosebleeds. It's all pretty gross. Uh, A lot of action in a sub. It's like, a, it's like a Crimson Tide type situation where everything boils over and they are millions of degrees under the ocean, which is not a way to measure anything. But uh, fun issue and uh, should be a fun story arc. And then over in Ultimate Comics, Wolverine number two, written by Colin Bunn, art by David Messino. We continue the back and forth between past and present and old story of Wolverine from the Ultimate Universe has been picked up by his son, Jimmy Hudson. We learn more about Wolverine's past, we learn a little bit more about Jimmy, and we get to see him interact with people important to him as they continue to move forward in establishing that character as being
0: just more important to the Ultimate Universe. All right, over to Uncanny Avengers number five. You guys at the last page of number four, you were like, what, what is going on? Number five? No, we're not getting to that yet. No, we got more great stuff. No, Deal I, I know, but... For those of you who are expecting yeah. to pick up right where we left off with number four, no. Rick Remender wants to twist your insides around, make you wait and, and feel terrible, but feel awesome at the same time. We get a whole different look at where this book is going. The first three pages here set up uh, Pestilence Yeah, pestilence. from the, if you were reading Uncanny X-Force during Rick Remender's run, there was the whole dark... Angel saga, Dark yeah. Angel Saga, woo, crazy stuff. Pestilence gives birth to twins, and within the text here, you find out bad stuff is coming down the road. So of course, Kang steps in yep. to do some Kangy bits, time travel, manipulating. Really, you know, part of it though seems like hey, he's trying to do things that safeguard the future, but he's Kang. Yeah. He's also in it to win it, just for himself. You can't trust him. Can't trust them. On top of all that, we've got Olivier Coipel or Olivier Coipel art with on this with Mark Morales on it. Rare treat. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane how beautiful this book looks, yeah. uh, and with um, Laura Martin colors all over everything. Tons of stuff going on in this issue. You get a good sense of Avengers, this team, this uh, Unity team that they're forming with members of the X-Men, members of the Avengers coming together, being very public. Uh, You get the introduction of Sunfire to the team, which is a really great storyline and nicely ties into some of the themes that have been going on with Rick Remender's stories otherwise. The return of Wonder Man and the Wasp as well. Yeah, and you know what? I love how Wonder Man and Wasp come into the team. Mm -hmm. They're like... We're we're not here to fight. We're here to make you guys not look like total jerks. Yep. To try and help this team better get over. You know who the is there to fight? Rogue. Yeah, Rogue wants to punch everything. Yep. I love it. Uh, and in the midst of all this, you get their big coming out press conference thing. And boom. Classic Avengers villain shows up to spoil it. And in, in the great fashion uh, of really strong writers taking a character who has sometimes been a butt of a joke coming up and making them totally just terrifying and scary and believable as a a legitimate threat. There's a really good fight scene in here and uh, ends on some crazy notes. I don't want to spoil anything about this book because you totally got to read it. It's terrific. Uncanny X-Force number three. Now, there's so many things going on in this book as Mm. well. Sam Humphrey's writing it. Ron Garney on Pencils, Scott Hanna Inks, Marte Gracia with Israel, Israel, Gonzalez on Colors, but you also get a couple of pages by Adrian oh, yeah. Afona and Christina Strain. Pretty who cool. Who I lost my expletive when I got to these pages because I've been waiting for Adrian to get back into comics uh, in some way, shape, or form on uh, more and more uh, since his days on Runaways, and these pages did not disappoint, especially... Is this... Is this who I think it is? I thought it was initially, but now I don't think it's. You don't who don't think thought it is? It
1: was. No, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's who we think it is. We're
0: speaking very vaguely yeah. about the about a character who may or may not be behind Bishop's weirdness. Yeah. Let's say weirdness. Yeah. Let's say weirdness. Uh, because Bishop is being super weird throughout the the run so far. We don't know why. You've got Bishop versus this uh, this uncanny X Force team, particularly Psylocke got some cool spiral and puck stuff going on you've got great Phantom x stuff which for me right now is awesome because i've been reading grant morrison's new x-men with i just finished the first arc introducing phantom x into the world and so it's just kind of fun watching where he is now and she is now and he is now again since there's three parts to phantom x all kinds of wacky stuff going on. This book is gorgeous. It's super fun. Sam's obviously having a blast with this. And throwing in some cool references where he can. I, I love it. It's a great book.
1: Wolverine and the X-Men number 27. It is the third chapter of Savage Learning. It has the great title of Generation Dog. Written by Jason Aaron. Beautiful art by Ramon Perez. With colors by, once again, Laura Martin. Along with Matt and Mila. And... We've got the the students of the Jean Grey school are in the Savage Land. Last issue, Dog kind of beat the crap out of his brother Wolverine. We had those beautiful flashbacks. Now, the next part of his plan takes off as he takes the students under his wing and has set up all these time-traveling threats from cowboys to robots to cavemen. They're all converging at once, and... The Jean Grey kids have to fight them with Dog kind of leading the way. It's a lot of fun. Dog's a really fun character. He's this, basically just this uh, not quite saber-tooth. He's not quite as vicious. He's just this guy who wants to prove that he's as good as his brother Wolverine. But the cool format here is that it's a series of cutbacks to Wolverine on the plane ride there talking to Genesis, talking to one of the new mutants, talking to Shark Girl, basically giving them pep talks, and a lot of really interesting stuff is revealed Via that, and then we get into the big fight aspects of the issue. A lot of funny lines, a lot of ridiculous characters, like Iron Mask, who's this Dr. Doom-looking
0: cowboy Yeah, that guy. I loved
1: him. He was freaking awesome. Just funny dialogue. here. I love it when one of the robots just goes, that is affirmative, Iron Mask, notorious villain of the American (laughs) Wild West. Just fun stuff, and uh, Dog looks like he's going to get his way, and then bad stuff happens to him, and then another crazy cliffhanger of the it,
0: last page. You know, like bringing Dog into the current continuity and everything and the current book could have been such a, you know, silly thing. But it's done so well. They yes. like, they nail it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, Dog's been a great addition and yeah. you're right. It could have gone horribly wrong and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, in X-Men Legacy number eight, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Tan and Huat, great, crazy, standalone issue. I don't even know what's going about, on. About uh, this character, new character, Santi Sardina, who you tell right from the the recap page, has replaced all of the writer, penciler, editor, all the credits. So right away, you're like, what the hell is this? It all says Santi Sardina. So Legion and Blindfold are observing this kid, Santi, who is a mutant whose power is to take credit for everything. Inadvertently. Yeah, whether he wants to or not. Like, someone stops a bank robbery and he's right nearby, everybody thanks him uh somebody writes uh, somebody directs a movie he gets credit for it it's so weird and so size spurrier and legion and blindfold are observing this kid trying to decide what's what's the best way to kind of steer him legion has one idea blindfold has another idea uh in the midst of it some of legion's personalities go crazy blindfold gets kicked out of their little psychic love nest and legion has to fend for himself then by the end of the issue, he kind of wraps things up and deals with both Santee and Blindfold. Another great thing is just the chemistry between Legion and Blindfold. They are on, on path to be my next favorite great Marvel couple. They're adorable. The
0: fact that we have an amazing book about Legion yep. with the next biggest co-star Blindfold, Right. And it's one of my favorite books month in, month out. Yeah. Is astounding. It's... I want to mouth kiss Cy Spurrier for making such a All right, damn well, good book. Well, we can, you know, we can set that up. Maybe not mouth kiss. No, I don't you, trust him. I've seen the things he it. tweets about. He's you've, kind of dirty. Well, you said it. It's out
1: there in the internet for everyone to see. But yes, needless to say, if you're not reading X-Men Legacy, you need to be. Yes.
0: Over to Young Avengers number three. I don't... What is this? This is like... This comic was made for me. It feels like Kieran and Jamie and Mike Norton and everybody just sat down and said, okay, what do you want to read? And they went into my brain, scooped out a little bit, put it into a comic book, and this is what I got. Super gross. It's terrific. Also, they established Miss America's parents in this. Oh my god, they're great. They are like, who are these I know. They just show up. I want I want a book about them and what their story is i love their costume designs i love everything that's going on there's game of thrones references which i love because right now i'm re-watching game of thrones to get ready for season three there's really funny bits there's really terrifying bits crazy action it's gorgeous i just i'm gonna keep yelling i'm gonna put yeah, it down
1: yelling <clears throat> come,
0: come, come. back it up back it up all
1: right so that is every book that's out this week a lot of great stuff Really terrific re- week of stuff to read. As we were as we were ca- recapping it back, I realized just how much I yeah love right? a lot of this stuff. Uh, Young Avengers, X Men Legacy, Wolverine and the X Men, beautiful, uncanny Avengers. Man, the Superior Spider Man and the Fantastic Four Age of Ultron tie I love both those. Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, is a huge launch. You can go on and on and on. I'm gonna give my twin of the week though. It's the very first book we discussed, which is A Plus X. Nice. It was just fun is crap, and I just, that, that's one of those, I can see that being one of those single issues that I go back and just
0: revisit from time to time, Yeah, and you just to uh, feel good about something. I'm between, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm torn between Guardians, Young Avengers, and Uncanny Avengers. Wow. Those are my three, I can't break free I don't, of, I don't remember
1: the last time you actually, you know, stepped picked up
0: one. and picked one. Yeah, well, like shut a, up. Like a man does. Shut up. Over to collections on sale this week. We've <laughs> Great got, transition. Yeah. All new X Men Volume 1, yesterday's X Men hardcover. Astonishing X Men Volume 11, trade paperback. A. I guess that's just the Avengers vs. X Men trade paperback. Yeah. Doom 2099, the complete collection by Warren Ooh. Ellis trade paperback. So yeah. we got this last there. Friday, and I was thrilled because I remember trying to buy these issues years ago, um, and I've. Warren Ellis is one of my favorite writers. And so I was very excited. I Instagrammed it, tagged Warren in it. He saw it. I tagged him on it, so he saw it on Twitter or Instagram. And he replied back with cursing and confusion. And then it was just a spiral of shame and wonderment and taunting between me and him and Jamie McKelvey and a bunch of other people, Kieran Gillen and other writers. It was... Very funny exchange on Twitter on Friday. A lot of afternoon. times,
1: as much as we love the early works of some writers, you know, as they improve
0: and sure. refine their craft, they are somewhat embarrassed by their early works. Definitely not this, realizing how great they are. Yeah, this definitely isn't Warren's best work, but for someone who has almost everything he's ever done, it's fun to have a new, a, a nice, clean updated version of these books it's terrific i highly it's it ain't cheap it's like 40 bucks but it's huge it's a gigantic collection definitely worth it if you love warren ellis's work we also have kick-ass 2 balls to the wall trade paperback marvel masterworks golden age human torch trade paperback which is awesome marvel universe versus the avengers trade paperback punisher nightmare trade paperback just read that like last week sure Punish whatever nightmare and oh. spider-man lizard no turning back paperback.
1: Alright, new on the Marvel Comics app this week, we have all the single issues we mentioned already. In addition, we have issues number 46 through 56 of the original Deadpool series from the 90s, and the original Fantastic Four series, filling in some gaps there, we have issues 21 through 30. In terms of collections on the app this week, we've got All New X-Men Volume 1, Yesterday's X-Men, which Ryan just mentioned, so that is brand new out in print this week, and in digital, at the same time.
0: Nice.
1: Cable Deadpool Volume 7, Separation Anxiety, Captain America by Ed Brubaker Volume 2, Deadpool Team-Up Volume 1, Good Buddies, House of M, World of M, featuring Wolverine, Hulk Smash Avengers, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 17, Clone Saga, and X-Men The End Book 2.
0: Over to Marvel Unlimited, we've got tons of new issues for you this week for subscribers. So we've got Amazing Spider-Man numbers 145 through 155, along with 166 and 171 from the original series, filling in a bunch of gaps there. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Ends of the Earth, number one. Avengers, from the original run, numbers 131, 132, and 150. Avengers Assemble, one through five, for the current series, so that's great. That's uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, Thanos stuff. Definitely want to check those out if you haven't already. Black Panther, The Most Dangerous Man Alive, number 529. Captain America, from the original run, 143 through 148, along with 155. Marvel Adventure Spider-Man numbers 9, 10, 12 and 23, Marvel Adventure Superheroes number 24, Thor issues 232 and 242 through 251 and Ultimate Comics X-Men numbers 9 and 10. Tons and tons of content yeah. for you guys who A lot are subscribers. Of stuff. Wowzers. Yikes. Time to kick it over to Strami. Strami, give us some of that goodness.
2: Hello there. This week in Marvelite, this is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom, a.k.a. Strami, to bring you the latest in Marvel movies, TV, and games news. Well, more specifically, was on air and on sale this week first, uh, beginning with... An all-new episode of Ultimate Spider-Man this Sunday inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This episode is titled simply Carnage, and spoiler, Carnage shows up. That's right, the rather crazed psychotic symbiote wreaks some carnage. All right, I'm done with the Carnage puns, actually. Anyway, Carnage shows up. Green Goblin shows up. Venom shows up. We've got three big villains in this episode. It's a really great episode. I think one of my favorite of the series so far. It's not quite the Carnage you expect, maybe. It's not a traditional version of Carnage, but I really, really like what they did with the character, and I think they found a way to make Carnage work really well within the Ultimate Spider Man universe. Because, of course, this series sort of operates in its own world with its own set of rules, much like the Ultimate Universe in the comics operates with its own set of rules, different from the Marvel Universe, the regular Marvel Comics universe. Mm-hmm. So, you have that to look forward to. And moving over to games, Black Knight is now available in Avengers Alliance. That's right, Dane Whitman, the Black Knight with his Ebony Blade. He is immune to magic effects. He is rather fearsome. His blade ignores all his opponent's defenses. He seems like a pretty cool character, actually. A really cool uh, tactician-class hero in this game. I have not had a chance to play with him just yet. He just went active in the game yesterday as I am recording this. So you can find out more details on that on marvel.com. And with that, I send you back to the fine, fine chaps in New York, and I will be back with you again shortly.
1: Thank you, Mark. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Sorry, Mark. I didn't know things had gotten that bad. Hang in there. Hooray! So we could go, you know, either response works. Yeah, we'll see. Terrific. All right, we got some news. News that you can use, as they used to say. (laughs) Somewhere. I've heard. Anyways, got a lot of big comics news this week, not the least of which is the big announcement we made in the latter half of last week that Neil Gaiman one of the just bar none greatest writers of all time, making his return to Marvel. He is going to be co-writing Guardians of the Galaxy issue number five, I believe, with Brian Michael Bendis. But that's not all. His original character, Angela, who you may be familiar from back in the 90s on into today, is coming with him. And she's going to debut in Age of Ultron, the big finale and kind of a epilogue bit drawn by Joe Quesada. That is not the big end of Age of Ultron. We have not spoiled that. No. But Angela, Neil Gaiman's original character, will be present, and that's going to be huge, big deal moving forward as we reshape the Marvel Universe coming out of Age of Ultron. We also just announced today, late-breaking, although it'll be two days old by the time you hear this, uh, we are launching a new original graphic novel line beginning in October, and it's going to be kicked off by Avengers Endless Wartime, written by Warren Ellis, who you are just talking about. Pop, pop. Art by Mike McCone, and we've got your very first interview with Tom Brevoort and Axel Alonso talking about the project, talking about the initiative, that is all on Marvel.com right now. Spoke with Brian Michael Bendis one final time about Guardians of the Galaxy before the big kickoff this week, that is available, and going back to last week a little bit, we had first looks at the new issue of Daredevil coming out, and the new issue of Daredevil End of Days, so a
0: Daredevil twofer. Very cool. Uh... At the end of last week, we showed off the Iron Patriot Hot Toys figurine, which is ridiculous. Super detailed, super limited, going to be available this fall, and it's incredible. You can go to uh, the Iron Man Facebook page to see it or marvel.com. Also, Phantom X is the new PvP bonus character in Marvel Mm -hmm. Avengers Lions. A lot of Phantom X talk this week, because he's awesome. I highly suggest you read New X-Men by Grant Morrison to get your Phantom X fix. If you're a subscriber to Marvel Unlimited, boom, you can read it all with your subscription. And it's terrific. Time to kick it to Mark. Yeah. Mark. Hope you're ready, Mark. Mark.
2: Hello once again. This week in Marvelites, Marvel.com associate editor, Mark Strom, back once again from the sunny, sunny environment of Los Angeles to bring you the latest in Marvel movie and TV news. Now, we are at this point, I believe, five or six weeks away from, five weeks, I believe, away from the premiere of Iron Man 3 which has me very excited. And, of course, since we're getting closer and closer, we're revealing more and more of what you can expect from the film, giving you more and more teases of all that is in store for you. Beginning with this week, we had two new TV spots for the movie, one focusing on uh, Tony's fight with the Mandarin, and the other Featuring your first look at Pepper inside the armor. That's right, Pepper suits up in Iron Man 3. She gets a chance to give the Mark 42 a little bit of a ride in the film. And you get a little hint of that in the new TV spot. Of course, you can view both of these on the Marvel YouTube as well as Marvel.com. We had some interviews with some of the cast and filmmakers of the movie this week. We start out a series called Iron Man 3 Under the Armor, which will be a bunch of Q&As with the different people involved in the film, including Guy Pearce, who we kicked off the series with last Friday. I believe we also have our first part the first part of our interview with Kevin Feige. there will be two more parts to that one coming up sometime next week probably uh, we ran a Q&;A with Gwyneth Paltrow we have a Q&A with Rebecca Hall who plays Maya Hansen in the film that will be going up. If you're listening to this when this podcast goes live, it will be going up tomorrow, on Friday. And in the next week or two, we will also run, like I said, two more parts of the Kevin Feige interview. We'll have word from Ben Kingsley, Don Cheadle, Shane Black. I think that's it right now, but who knows? We've got more coming as we go. So you can look forward to that i will of course update you on what is new next week when we speak once more we've been revealing some of tony's new armors because of course when you last saw him in Marvel's the avengers he was wearing the mark 7 when you see him at the beginning of iron man 3 He's wearing the Mark 42, which means that there are 34 armors in between the Avengers and Iron Man 3, and we showed you six of them this week. We debuted them on the official Iron Man Facebook page. And you can also view them on Marvel.com. We've got the Marks 17, 33, 35, 38, 39, and 40, including the Silver Centurion, the Heartbreaker, Igor, three more whose names are escaping me at the moment, but check them all out on Marvel.com. And, of course, the Iron Man Facebook page. We also have word that there will be a special installation at Disneyland in Innoventions featuring Tony Stark's Hall of Armor. You can see actual props from the film. There will be an interactive experience where you can simulate putting on the – or simulate something with the Mark 42. These are – these details are still new. We're still just learning stuff about this. We have first word of it on Marvel.com. Should be up right now as you are listening to this, and we will of course be bringing you more as we can. This special exhibit opens on April thirteenth, again, inside Disneyland uh, at the inventions uh, uh, hall so That pretty much covers everything we have for Iron Man 3 so far, but of course there will be much, much, much more in the coming weeks. In other news, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assembled Blu-ray box set finally comes out. Next Tuesday, April 2nd, we've got a little preview of it for you on Marvel.com and the Marvel YouTube right now, which shows a little clip from one of the -the behind-the-scenes featurettes for the film that focuses on the filming of the very, very last scene in Marvel's The Avengers, of course, the shawarma post-credits sequence, which was filmed, I believe, 16 days before the movie hit theaters, it was pretty astonishing. As they, The entire cast was together, of course, for the premiere. And they immediately in the days immediately following the premiere, there was the Avengers press junket. So while they were doing the premiere and the press junket and everything, they found time to go out one night and film that incredible shawarma sequence. So you can find out a little bit more of that in the featurette, they have a really incredible shot where um, they pan up, they begin on a big billboard, it's at night, it's all lit up, for Marvel's The Avengers, that says, you know, May 4th on it, and then they pan down to show you them getting set up to film this final sequence, which, for anyone who understands how movies are made and sort of the process and the timing of y'all, is pretty astonishing that they managed to pull that off and pull that together but it was the perfect little button at the end of the movie and I'm very very glad they did so you can check that out on marvel.com that clip right now get the marvel cinematic universe phase one avengers assembled blu-ray box set out april 2nd next tuesday And finally, we also have another full episode of Ultimate Spider-Man streaming on Marvel.com right now for free. This is the Season 1 finale, actually, that we just posted, Episode 26 of Season 1. It features Spider-Man and his team facing off against Venom and the Green Goblin. So if you want a little bit of a primer before this Uh, week's episode of Ultimate Spider-Man this Sunday, which features of course Venom, Green Goblin, Carnage. This is the perfect setup for that, and they really follow up on a lot of the seeds that were planted in that season finale in this week's episode. So again, check that out. The full episode on Marvel.com and the new episode this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. With that, I think I'm done. So, I bid you adieu. I wish you a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week, and I will speak with you once more in seven more days.
0: All right, thank you, Mark. Time yes. for questions and comments. Once again, you can use the hashtag This Week in Marvel to tweet them to us. You can also tweet them directly to us at @AgentM, Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Strami. Blake probably won't answer. No where is he at and of course programming note that again coming up this
1: Friday we're going to have another Age of Ultron podcast with Tom Brevoort and Ellie Pyle who edited the superior Spider-Man tie-in to Age of Ultron so if you have questions for them send
0: those in using hashtag this week in Marvel AU. all right at Alex B Carlin tweeted can you get ultimate Spider-Man number one on the unlimited app Alex do you mean ultimate comic Spider-Man featuring Miles Morales The original Ultimate Spider-Man. Why wouldn't those be on the app? I'm pretty sure Ultimate Spider-Man, the
1: original, is on the app for sure. I've
0: seen it. I'm looking right now. Um,
1: Could also mean Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man. Could be. I see
0: Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number one from 2009. Yep. And Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number one from 2011 is on there. And then I see... I'm scrolling. (laughs) Ultimate Spider-Man... Huh. Starts with number thirteen. sin All
1: right, I thought that was on there. All right, so that's something we need to yeah get added. Totally. ASAP. First an twelve issues need to be Important issue. All right, we will we'll talk to the people who need to be talked to. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make the request. If yeah. nothing else, shake some trees. I love shaking trees. Yeah. At Brad the I am reading for Masters class limit this week in Marvel time. But graduate soon. What Marvel gift should I ask for? FYI, a gift from my wife and kids, not you guys.
0: Whew, well, thanks. Yeah, that's That's a relief. Wait, just, wait, wait, wait. Back oh, up. Hold on. It, there's a problem where they're okay. out of order. They're they're for some reason they're displaying out of order, but I see number 1, right. 2, 3. So it's after three, issue number 4. After issue number 46, it jumps back. Yeah, then you get to point 0.5, then number 1, and you get into this whole thing. So, it's in there. It's in there, Alex. It's in there. Just look for it. Uh, Brad, as
1: far as what gifts you should get, first of all, congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, congratulations on your graduation. Really? You know. I did it. What? You Congratulate gra- me. graduated from college? Sure. Yeah, like 20 years ago. I know. I mean, come on. Um, we, uh... <laughs> that threw me <laughs> off completely. Yes! Yeah. Um... You know, you should get whatever you want. What are you, what are you looking for from your Marvel collection? And I'm sure your wife and kids would be happy to get it for you. Get Marvel Unlimited if you don't have it already. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. So there you go. That's that's a suggestion. Another one from Brad. For episode 75, coming up next week, could we get a Twin Point scoreboard or some behind-the-screens videos, please? Uh, we definitely have not been keeping score, so we would have to make an intern go back through all 74 episodes, which is kind of appealing. Yeah, so that could happen.
0: That well, could happen. We, what do we have? Three interns. Yeah, we have seventy-five episodes. We can have them do twenty-five yeah, episodes. I don't want to. I don't want to make Caroline and Katarina
1: do busy work. So it's really just one intern, because they have like you know they have important stuff to do. What? <laughs> she didn't
0: get it at all. <laughs> <fewm>, right, right over, over the head. The head. It's all
1: uh, we'll see. Behind the scenes videos, probably not. Yeah. I... It's really not that yeah. exciting. We sit here in a yeah, room and we talk. It could, if we did behind-the-scenes videos on this podcast, it would destroy this podcast. Yeah. It would be the end. You saw us on screen at New York Comic Con. Yeah. That was fine. That we'll was do bad. that
0: again but, in San Diego. Yeah. All right. At 11H, Brandon Benavides tweets, Does the Mandarin have an actual name or not? My girlfriend won't stop bugging me about it. I mean, of course he does. I'm sure he wasn't named the
1: Mandarin by his parents. But I don't believe it has ever been revealed. I think we first showed up. He was calling himself the Mandarin, and all his origin stories—they never name him. So I don't know why your girlfriend's bugging you about this of all things. If you—if that—if that's what your girlfriend's bugging about you, you about, you have a pretty good relationship, because she obviously is happy with everything you're doing, and is just worried about what the Mandarin's real name is. Uh, you should be concerned about other things, but you know I'm not here to analyze.
0: No. Brandon's relationship. Nope. At Dreamy Robot tweets Avengers versus. Or, uh, ven- what is this? AV. Uh, Avenging Spider Man? Uh, Avengers versus Spider Man? Will be the comic event of the decade. Can we expect a minimum of 70 issues, not counting tie ins? What is this? What is this? Did we name something that we didn't realize we named? No,
1: it's definitely nothing called Avengers versus Spider Man, if that's what this is. Uh, yeah, Unless we named it.
0: All right, Joe, I got no idea what you're yeah, talking sounds about. sounds great. Good at least, job. At
1: least 70 issues of this. Approved.
0: Uh Joe also tweets, I thought we were getting Age of Ultron 3. I was sad, then realized we are getting an AU over That is
1: probably because you thought Age of Ultron was coming out weekly, which it kind of is, but they take a week off every month, and last week was the week they took off. But by the time you've read this, Age of Ultron number 3 is out, so everything is all bad. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, Part of the question got weird. cut off, and it says, possessed by something, then killed. Hashtag don't like her mysterious sorry for whoever's question that was yeah that was that's something Uh, Elaine Elaine is investigating at King of All Geeks tweets I know you want to be done with the 616 Marvel Universe discussion but how do you explain this and it's a picture of it's Miles Miles, Morales Spider-Man figure in the Marvel Universe
1: line of right. toys. Marvel Universe is the name of the toy line, so it's not really yeah. a relevant thing. I guess what's confusing here is that it just says Spider Man and it has a picture of Peter Parker's Spider Man, then Miles Morales is inside. Yes. Not so really that's not sure what happened there. Yeah. That is not a thing that we can explain because we yeah. don't I don't know. Yeah. Trying to use licensed products to rope us back into this endless nightmare was dirty pool. 10 twin demerits
0: yeah. yeah and then another one from Chris he says also any news on the Marvel Unlimited app for us Android fanboys and fangirls I sent an email off and I haven't gotten a response back so uh, I have no new news on that sorry Chris Hutchinson at
1: RRR Chris party time cable should be an alternate costume in Avengers Alliance it's party time cable
0: we talked about it last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it again? The I don't remember. Yeah. No, I have no... Rem- it was a great. What We came no. up with it. was awesome. It was a great idea. Let it exist in yeah. episode
1: 73. <laughs> the prism that was episode 73. Yeah. Elaine's got nothing. Elaine could not find the other half of that question. I think she literally just flipped the page over, couldn't find anything, flipped it back. That was the extent of her Good job. work. Um, Chris Vaughn, do you know if the last six issues of Thor volume two are coming to the app soon?
0: So that... I looked at that, mm-hmm. um, that question, though. That re- refers to Thor Disassembled, the amazing oh, final yeah. story arc Oming. of Thor, yeah, written by Mike Oming. And um, I don't know that it's coming to the app, but it's really good, so I hope it does, because it is great. At Gymnasidus on Twitter,
1: spelled N A U S E D A S. He has the most input of anyone I know as far as getting comics on the app. Tons. I don't know if he actually has power, but it's worth
0: it. He butter. does. Yeah. So there you go. Ask him yeah. about it. Yeah. At Drew Hamilton 1 says, I support This Week in Marvel, Marvel Unlimited Book Club. Seems like a no-brainer. It's a
1: great idea. It
0: is. And it I, I had initial conversations about that with one Gymnasetus and someone ah. else on the team. And uh, we'll, we're, we have to figure out how it'll work. Well, I want to make sure that there's a cool place and uh, something that acknowledges the This Week in Marvel listeners and somewhere we can direct you guys to. So it's going to be a little bit, but uh, one of the things we did request executioner song yes
1: first and
0: foremost yes so we'll, we'll be getting executioner song on unlimited and we'll have a place for us to pick some books for you guys to read that we're reading it'll be great yeah it should be a lot of fun yeah when we get it up and running we'll let you know at Almarez
1: 1983 eric Almarez, my tweet was read on this week's episode of this week in marvel podcast pretty cool and then he has two thumbs up i love that
0: is that an emoji yeah an the emoji emoji how do so you, you do an emoji do? i don't
1: know how do you do it Elaine?
0: I would assume you find like the little code you put in on Google or something. I don't think it's that at all. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I barely use Twitter, so I have no wow. idea. Wow. You can—I mean, <laughs> I've seen people use it in their text messages their and text? stuff like that. Yeah. For iPhones
1: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I have like an old school. What? We're no. <laughs> like the oldest young person we know. <laughs> all right. At gay comic guy, love that the this week in Marvel crew are all secret parenthood i I've never seen the show. I was going to say number one, Ryan's not. Uh, always knew you were a bunch of big softies. Hashtag everyone needs a good cry. That is true. Ryan is not, Blake and I are, but we're not secret fans. Like we tweet about it and stuff all the
0: time. Yeah. Like, it's I've not, just never watched it. Mainly because everyone says it's an emotional roller coaster. You can't. I don't need that right now. You can't, get on, right you can't now. get on that. I, I don't want to it's cry when watching a television program. Yeah. Did you see the news How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, last night. Oh yeah, that was. That was creepy. That was awful. I love that show. Yeah. And it was just such a downer. I mean it was a good it was a said, decent enough episode. We the end
1: of the, yeah, after the episode ended last night, I just said, What was that? Yeah. Was, I said, Why why was it so depressing? My wife was like, What is going on? It's a half hour sitcom. It'll just stab you in the gut, I was, like, no, 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 no happiness. That was weird. So that happened. So that happened. Yeah. And do you watch Parenthood? No. No. Do you watch, watch do you watch TV? TV? Television?
0: Rarely. Do you only yeah. listen to the radio? No. Listen to
1: the, I don't listen, even to the listen, listen to the old radio
0: plays? do not listen to anything. Just play with your my iPod. Play so your <laughs> you just sit in silence,
1: <laughs> sits there with her just phonograph. My, <laughs> my
0: phonograph. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sends telegrams to her,
0: to her chums.
1: <laughs> Good lord.
0: Uh, all Let's right. Take this one. At Hayden Sane tweets. I know it's appearing in digital versions, but do you think that series volume numbers will ever return to print comics? Probably I mean, not. Maybe. Who knows? They're,
1: they're in the indicia. I don't know. There you go. You're I, when you say return to print comics, like. What do you mean? Like, it's not going to be on the cover or something. We're not going to be
0: like, volume
1: 700. Yeah. yeah, I think it's easier for people just to list the parentheses, but if you look inside, like on the little cover, in DJ it usually
0: says, like, volume, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the for me we want to make it as easy to access comics for everyone, right. and that includes new readers and, I mean, you know, everybody who's, who knows this stuff knows sort of the, the chronology and everything, but we want to make sure that yeah. someone who just picks up, um, you know, X-Men can, you know, it doesn't get bogged down. Wait, this is X-Men Volume 4? You know what? Even then, especially on digital, like, I'm a person
1: who knows all of this stuff, obviously, but I, it's easier for me, if I'm looking up an issue of Captain America from the 90s, to say, alright, I want the Heroes Reborn Volume, and I know that started in 1996, as opposed to, oh, that's Volume 3, because it gets hard to keep track of all those. Like I know what years a lot of these started. Which is more intuitive because I remember or, or at least around the year. So if I see a bunch of years listed, that's easier. I don't really know. If it was just like volume one,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven, I wouldn't know when any of those started. So it'd be yeah. hard to look up. At HW View tweets, very interesting cosmic stuff on the horizon for Marvel. Oh yeah. You better believe it. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Thanos Horizon is coming out next week. Oh my goodness. It's gonna be
1: the third big hit from the cosmic whacker office. Clang, Kang. Out in space. Space at call me the Jeff I like that I like that okay, sort of Jeff. Name, Jeff Roper I tried to play a drinking game one shot every time you said Marvel Unlimited but I blacked out before you finished and that is a good life lesson on why you shouldn't play drinking games Marvel
0: Unlimited Marvel Unlimited Marvel Unlimited, yeah. Marvel, Unlimited Marvel Unlimited Marvel Unlimited Marvel Unlimited yeah
1: so that's yeah I, I, I don't know if that was supposed to elicit pity from us I don't know why
0: you made your own decisions we, we kind of talk about it because it's cool yeah and we, it's I, fun I mean, I... He also I, didn't spell it right. Yeah, definitely, it's so... unlimited. Yeah. In this Ooh, version. unlimited. Yeah, that's, that sounds That could be a new drink. I'm that gonna... Trademark, copyright, all rights reserved. Yeah. At Jekyll Geek tweets, does new Spider-Man wear boots or booties like Peter did? See New Avengers number five for reference. Note, please ask Tom this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reward says on all The Age of Ultron podcasts that he keeps waiting for boot questions. Really? He's, he's obsessed for some reason by the fact that he thinks... Like, I think Brian Hitch didn't draw someone's boots right, and Brevort keeps waiting for someone to ask him. He's like, oh, I can't wait. The avalanche of boot questions, they never come. I think he's really starting to get disappointed. Aww. So that might be, maybe I'll ask him uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, John,
0: r- tweet that again with This Week in Marvel AU so we yeah. make sure it gets in that podcast.
1: But I also think that, you know, yeah, Peter more we're like, we're like the slippy tights things. I feel like Doc Ock probably wears like, harder boots it seems more his style. Doesn't he have like claws
0: on them or something? Yeah, he
1: has a little claws on him, so if he's wearing like socks that'd be weird. Yeah. Unlike normal
0: boots with claws, which is completely yeah. normal, especially normal. when you're wearing a spider
1: costume. John
0: Gibson also tweets, if you could pick any Marvel character to guest host on the podcast, who would be your favorite and least favorite choices? Guest host on the podcast. I would love
1: to have Quicksilver. Because number one, he's obnoxious, which I think would be hilarious, and number two, he could get through everything really quickly. Like he would just be like, "Oh, Quicksilver, we didn't read any of the books for this week. Can you cover them for us? Oh, Charles sure, them right now. Oh, okay. Here's my thoughts on. Them. I hate all these books. I'm not in them. Done." Just makes I'd, things easier. I'd also want him to edit the podcast. Yes.
0: You get a, well, yeah. <laughs> you uh, a I'd job. also I'd like to have Loki on here That'd because be it fun. would be fun to hear his responses to all these different questions and comments. Yeah. That'd be good.
1: I would not want to co host with Cypher because I feel like you'd just be, you know, just a know it all and you'd be tr- like all these all these uh like you think we point out typos, Cypher would be a freaking nightmare. He would tell you use like
0: the wrong font or something. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't want Cap on here, because I would feel a little Hate too... Hate America. <laughs> I would feel a little too, uh, intimidated, and he'd probably be a little too dry for what we want to do. Okay there, Hair Panagos. Let's <laughs> move on to the next question. Double. From, from
1: Kendrick at Snooze Machine. Screams, the new PvP tournament reward is Phantom X. Hashtag geeked. I'm getting in the top percent again. Good luck, Kendrick. Yep. Not easy. Not easy. No. And also from Kendrick, best way to describe the Marvel Universe and Ultimate Universe is death is permanent in Ultimate Universe. That's the best way to describe it. It's a way. I mean it's comics. That's never permanent in anything. Yeah. Ever. Didn't Gwen Stacy die? It's true. Boom. Boom. In your face,
0: Kendrick. You got twinned. Thanks for thanks for writing. Kyle, uh, at Johnny Temples, tweets, Avengers Arena 6, oh my days. Oh my days, is that a saying? got to be Southern. Okay. got to be Southern. Oh my days. The end makes me want to punch it repeatedly and set it on fire for being so awesome. There you go. Also, Another one from Johnny Temples says, why is Beast such a jerk? I need some context there. What did, yeah.
1: what did he do? I mean, bringing those original X-Men into the future and disrupting their entire lives is kind of...
0: Mean. He's not really a jerk. He's just sort of. He's jerky. He has his jerky moments, but yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a lovable guy. And he also says, I agree with you guys and Wolf Knight 26 about the new WWE title. It looks unfinished and boring. Wow. Right? I don't know about boring. Yeah. Unfinished, I would agree with. It, yeah, does like, look,
1: it looks like a prototype for something that's going to be much cooler.
0: Yeah. At Gagato Reader. I can't remember if we figured out how to pronounce that. I'd uh, probably. Gagato Reader says, the new Nightcrawler outfit in Avengers Alliance looks nice. An evading protector. I'm still not sold on Nightcrawler. It's burned me too many times.
1: Every time I play as him, he doesn't, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nightcrawler's one of those. It's Nightcrawler. Who else do we not really play as that much? Uh, I don't play as Iron Man. They need to beef I, up Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, I got him up to 12 and then just forgot about him. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, there's actually I actually stood looking I was like, wow There's a lot of people Who are 12 I don't know how I got them at 12 You know what I realize I never play as Luke Cage I know played haven't played as him In months Me neither um, I don't know why I don't think I liked him That much though no. Just kind of bland abilities Alright Nick Sutpin At Nick NickBurt51 John Meter Jr. Absolutely kills it This week in Captain America Number 5 I'm still staring At the last page In stunned awe That's great I hope you're not Still doing it Because we got this Question days ago And you need to eat Eat I submit that six one six is the new number of the beast. That's the last I will say on this matter. I wish I could believe you. I don't believe anyone when they say they will drop this. Before I listen to this week in Marvel, I just glanced over the names of writer and artists, but now I pay attention, that makes it way better. Awesome. That's, that's really, really that's great, man. Really yeah, that's awesome. And finally, just reread Fear itself, is there any chance of us seeing more of those sweet as Guardian weapons the Avengers had at the end? That is something I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah. Those are cool little toys. It'd be great for someone to pull out and uh use at some toys. I mean Red She-Hulk still has her axe right? sure she brings it around with her let's say, say, let's say yes you read
0: Red She-Hulk you know that she does I know but I haven't seen it in a couple issues yeah, you're right I don't know if she got it stolen or whatever <laughs> terrific alright over to at SwagPool he tweets getting so pissed off with all those damn 616 comments stop it chill out Obi, Obi- Swag Kenobi trademark yeah <laughs> Blake was in here getting pissed off well, <laughs> Blake would be... would be throwing a table it'd be great
1: he doesn't. Know. Blake doesn't really throw stuff. He's just—he's just, he's just kind of like, like oh, seeds. Yeah, oh, seeds. <laughs>
0: yeah that. like that. Like a combination of what we just did. Yeah. At PCE underscore Dead Meat tweets. Sad in here. Ryan and Ben refuse to acknowledge the six one six. How else am I supposed to identify with Earth I'm on? If you're having trouble identifying which Earth we're on, you have bigger problems than us. are yeah, we not acknowledging the number six one six. Yeah. Ollie also says, trying to get Strommy to officially endorse the 616 hashtag represent. Come on, Stromster, make it official. Stromster? Wow. What the hell is that? Wow, I don't think that's going to happen. Even if it does,
1: Stromy does not overrule both of us yeah. combined, or even either of us. And then finally,
0: Ollie says, Seriously, though, I watched the Galactus episode of Avengers Alliance. Alliance. You mean Avengers Earth Mighty's Heroes? It's gotta be. What a bloomin' brilliant show that is. No season three? No, um, unfortunately. Avengers sorry. Assemble? Coming yep. soon. Avengers
1: so you got stumble. a new Avengers animated series coming out very soon. Look for that. For show. Sure. Pete at Hawkeye UK. 5H. Did you change his name? Didn't no. I think I... ha- oh, that's five hours ago. Yeah. This, this tweet from five hours ago, <laughs> whenever it was put in from Pete. When did Iceman first go from being smooth to spiky like an all new X-Men? Uh, it was kind of a back and forth thing because the first time he got spikes, I remember distinctly, it was right before Age of Apocalypse when Emma Frost took over his body. You know, uncanny X-Men. Um, sort of unlocked his potential? Unlocked his potential. Oh, God. That was awful. <laughs> I remember that was I, that issue was had Lee Weeks artwork, which is gorgeous, and uh, Emma Frost possessed Iceman's body and started using powers in ways he didn't know. Suddenly, he had all these crazy spikes coming out. He was doing all this stuff. And then, flipped to Age of Apocalypse. In Age of Apocalypse, Iceman had all those spiky protrusions and stuff like that. Then... For a, since then, for the last like 20 years, on and off, he'll occasionally have it. Um, the last few years, it's been particularly prominent. It also has a lot to do with the artist. I know Chris Pachalo likes drawing him like that. Yeah. So anytime Chris Pacciolo draws him, he has the spikes. Other people have done him without spikes. It
0: depends. Think about it like one day he wants to wear spikes, one day he yeah. doesn't. It's a fashion choice for him. I mean, his wardrobe literally consists of just ice. Ice. So, yeah. you might as well switch it up
1: once in a while. It's like wearing a new shirt. Yeah. Another one. Uh from Hawkeye UK in which story arc was it where Beast first turned blue and hairy and which is your favorite looking beast over the years i.e. from the human looking to the blue haired to the current looking one in all new X-Men
0: so uh, amazing adventures yeah
1: and he actually turned gray and hairy yeah it was like first gray. I, he had gray fur yeah like Brian said it was in his amazing adventures run in the 70s and then he moved over to Avengers and I think either in the course of the amazing adventures or in Avengers he turned blue favorite beast look I, I personally like Cat Beast a lot I like 8 Beast just what I grew up with on the animated series and watching Jim Lee and George Perez draw it but I like Cat Beast I'm not I'm one of those people who I don't yeah. I'm like hardcore one or the other I think they're both cool looks yeah and then you got the new Beast new Beast is still I need cool. time to adapt to it wrong that's cool wrong it's already cool yep. sorry I got that one wrong
0: at Raf underscore AB tweeted I just listened to This Week of Marvel for the first time nice podcast gotta find a question to ask for next week Ralph, a Wink. Raf what does that mean Alright, you got you got a few more days. Come on. Yeah, we, we usually collect by Monday, so get going. Yep. At Ref Gemlin tweets, after so many folks have appeared on This Week in Marvel episodes, it's great to see them on screen too. Really helps to connect. I assume this easy, is in to regards to Marvel AR videos. Oh, yeah, so you can okay. see the editors and, and various folks that we um, have on the show. Very cool. Robert also says it was only when listening to This Week in Marvel today that I learned that Dokken was dead again. Again. <laughs> I feel out of the loop with Wolverine. Wah, wah. I miss Dawkin.
1: Rockin' with Dawkins. I, I wish we had I wish Rick Remender hadn't done that.
0: Well Rick doesn't want great, you to be
1: happy. It was a great story and I get it, it has done good things for Rolby Character, but I I love that character. It was good. I miss him. At Ross underscore Munro twenty seven. Ross Munro. I'm super excited to read about Captain America's sandwich on Age of Ultron number three. When will we see Ultron? Hashtag superior Spider Man. What sandwich? I don't know. This is code. This may have been from the... Oh, yeah. That was from the Age of Ultron podcast. Uh, uh, I wasn't on that. Yeah. There was something about a sandwich. Something about Captain America. I love sand- sandwiches. That was, I have uh, a sandwich so for lunch today. Lauren Sankovich and Tom Breaver were talking about that. Here you go. Uh, and also from Ross. So I've noticed an inconsistent aspect in Age of Ultron. The boots. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a hashtag with this week in Marvel AU, but I will, I will ask Tom. I will tell Tom this week that people ask about the boots on this podcast. Finally, he'll be happy, and then he'll immediately turn angry. It'll be great. Makes sense. At Wolf Night twenty six, forgot to ask you guys before episode seventy three. What do you think of Bully Ray being TNA champ and president of Aces and Eights? I love Bully Ray. Yeah, we talked about this right after it happened.
0: Yeah, we love it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge mark for the Dudley Boys going back to the 90s, so them having success as singles guys and still maintaining that like that relationship and all kinds of stuff, it's yeah. great. And I was just looking at pictures of Bubba, even from a few years ago, the shape he's in as yeah. Bully
1: Ray. It's the way incredible. Himself. He deserves that title. As far as the Aces and Nates thing, I thought it was great, and if you didn't watch Impact last week, uh, go on their site or on the YouTube and re- watch the Rise of Bully Ray videos. They explain, like, all nine months of like what was going on—it's some of the most brilliant wrestling storytelling in quite some time. Uh, our, our friend Dave Logano, who works over there, is one of the creative guys. Had a lot to do with that, and really hats off to them.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. very—it's great. They're, they're putting on a good program. We right actually now. got to meet uh,
1: Bubba and on
0: Yeah, we interviewed way them back. way back for yeah, were, for were wizard. we still at Wizard. It was yeah.
1: Wizard was it, we didn't even have video or audio or anything. It was a, we sat down with them at Wizard World Philly, I think and just recorded it, and then I transcribed it in my hotel room that night, and we threw it up on our website. Wonder, just a text interview. I would love to be able to find that. I'm sure it's in the ashes of the rest of that empire. Oh, wizard. <laughs> uh, not sure if you guys have been asked. Oh, sorry, I skipped one. What do you guys, this is, these are these are a bunch of wrestling questions, so this is great. What do you guys think of this year's WWE Hall of Fame inductees? Strongest. Uh, class Mick Foley in ages. is
0: one of my all time favorite yep. wrestlers. Cactus Jack is one of the best things I've ever uh, the, one of the things I love about wrestling forever is is Mick and everything he did with Cactus and Dude Love and Mankind and all his stuff. So that for me, if he was the only one yeah. going in, I would be thrilled. Well look you got him, you've got Bob Backlund who's way overdue to me. Yeah.
1: Trish Stratus, arguably one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. Uh San Martino, oh, Br- that's huge. I actually had to uh, we were watching wrestling last night, and I had to explain to my wife who Bruno San Martino is because she goes, she goes, man, we we're doing so well in these Hall of Fame class, all these big names. Who's this guy? And I was like, he's a bigger name than all of them. She's like, I don't think so. And oh I said, my goodness! No, like, a... don't tell your dad that.
0: Yeah, um, my grandfather was a huge yeah. Bruno San Martino fan. Yeah,
1: I mean Bruno's huge, and then you have Trump, who's actually like a legitimate. I don't Dude care. celebrity entry. I'll yeah, be I, honest. I don't care. But, I mean, the guy, he was, he was, he was That's great. He was part of a huge WrestleMania. He hosted sure. show a lot. And then you had Booker T added. Booker T's great. It's like icing on the cake. Totally. So, I think it's a very strong class. Yeah, I love Booker. Very excited. Yeah. Final wrestling question. Not sure if you guys have
0: been asked this, but what are your favorite wrestling finishers? Now, it's tough because it, is it in a wrestling video game? Uh, or is it in, you know, like, like real actually life? watching? Because a lot of the finishers don't you know like a powerbomb a really nice powerbomb is a great finisher but in a video game you want something like you know something crazy I also like finishers the only thing I don't like about a powerbomb because I love powerbombs
1: but the only thing is you can't do a powerbomb to everybody necessarily like you know you got like the Big Show or Yokozuna or something like that it's hard to do so I like finishers you can do on everyone whether it's Sweet Chin Music or the Stunner I like those you know Stone Cold Stunner Diamond Cutter type moves if they look good yeah um and I remember I, I, Cody Rhodes uses it now at Crossroads where he gets like kind of the reverse lock and then spins it into like an RKO. There's a period in early 2000s when literally every guy who would come up from developmental was using that move. It was like their go-to thing. But I remember back at the end of WCW, there's this guy Reno who was the first guy to ever use it, Call it Roll of the Dice. And at that time, I was like, that's the greatest finisher ever. Now it's kinda like played out, but I was yeah. like, that's so cool. It's such a cool twist.
0: Yeah. Literally. If you if you haven't, go to YouTube and search for Burning Hammer. Oh yeah. Burning Hammer is it's been like terrifying. Three of those There's been, I think, six instances of its use because it can break someone's neck. Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a crazy Japanese finisher. A lot of cool Japanese, you know, moves. I love I love a really good shooting star press yep. or a four fifty splash or a really beautiful Salt, like a great to early 2000s Kurt Angle moonsault mm-hmm. where he basically it's almost like he floats you know he, he does, and he hangs up there it's, it's crazy shout out
1: to our, our boy Christopher Daniels too he does best moonsault ever which yeah. is like a double double jump springboard moonsault yeah it's pretty cool and then uh, tag team finishers UCW always had the best tag team finishers
0: because yeah. he had the 3D and he had total elimination total elimination the, the first time it. I saw it I lost it I crazy. was like what did they? Because it happened so fast, yeah, and they it's to time so it perfectly. perfectly. But they were that good. They were that. They good. were that good. But we were just
1: talking about the eliminators on Twitter earlier this so week. Yeah. How
0: Perry yeah, Saturn should have been so bad. much bigger. Such a, all
1: right, we're getting out of the wrestling. Sorry. portion. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We should do it. We'll do. We'll do an all wrestling yeah. episode someday. We should do it Maybe. for WrestleMania, which is in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Guess <we're a> little <laughs> Episode seventy-five. That's what it's going to be. That's <laughs> the gimmick. <laughs> um, all right, we got. Still from Wolf Knight 26. Has Blade ever been part of a superhero group before? Indeed. Uh, MI-13. MI-13, and before that, the Night Stalkers. Boom. So, two superhero groups. Thought maybe you guys could tell me why there had not been any Blade comics getting released recently. There's
0: no reason. It's just, we don't have a Blade. Yeah. You know, we had a run a couple years ago. It's like a lot of these series will come and go yeah. you know when the, when there's a good pitch and a good story and a good creative team that gets that character yeah. that'll
1: happen and uh, Blade's a tough one because he has such a specific goal he's not like you know, he's not a superhero he's a vampire hunter yeah. so it's every story is about him hunting vampires so you gotta find a way to make that work and make it be cool yeah.
0: and also you have gotta remember that a lot of expectations for the fans are built around now right. the films so you have a very specific version right. of Blake of Blade in your mind and how do you do you keep that do you go around that do you what do you it's not a simple let's just make a Blade comic yeah uh, Blade's, a, Blade's a special case like you said because of the movie he's one of those rare
1: cases where the movie is bigger than the comics character really I mean more yeah. people know of the movie than know of the comics yeah. so yeah it looms pretty heavy and yeah. the next question was can I get your opinions on Blade as a character I think kind did, of bleeds yeah. into what we were just yeah, saying yeah it's
0: cool we I covered. like Blade it's just yeah, you know too but
1: he's, he's tough Yeah, he's a tough fit it's cool when he shows up, though.
0: Yeah. At Dr. Underscore Spidey tweets, Since Jonathan Hickman seems to be bringing back the new universe... It pages, seems to be. He did. It's <laughs> in back. The, ...in the pages of Avengers, what did the new Universal series cover? Did it deal with the new universe? Note that no t- at no time did I use the term 616. Just except did. right there, yeah, you Scott. You just did. You were so
1: close. Uh, new Universal was Warren Ellis We're
0: mentioning a lot on this podcast. Uh, Doing kind of a reinvention of the new universe. Yeah, taking some of the core concepts and themes and ideas and totally reimagining it. Don't think of it as the same universe. Think of it just something brand new, and it's really good. Yeah, New Universe was terrific. Yeah, it's fun. Art by Salvador Llobera. I'm going to go and see if that's on
1: Marvel Unlimited. Steve Kurth did some that. Oh, someone just passed out. (laughs) All right, from Sean Nakamoto at Sean Nakamoto. Avengers Forever is such an amazing story arc, definitely a must read for any Marvel fan. I like to see hashtag Twim HOF, Twim Hall of Fame. That's an idea. Yeah. That could be a thing.
0: FYI New Universal one through six on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Twim Hall of Fame could be something, if not for seventy five and
1: maybe for episode one hundred, which'll be upon us before we before we know it. Ryan's downloading uh comics now
0: so, i'm i'm adding over. uh new universal to
1: my library sorry <laughs> all right at secret city laugh i read nova issue 2 to my five-year-old daughter she loves the story of buckethead so far she told me i love when you read nova to me at night it makes me sleepy <laughs> that's yeah it's kind of sweet but wait why does it make her
0: sleepy yeah, she should be amped
1: up and ready to have an adventure but that's, that's really cute. I'm glad you're reading that to yeah. your daughter.
0: Ooh, and I, I know someone asked about uh, Marvel Unlimited for Android. And mm-hmm. looking at my email, I have a date. I can't oh. give it to you publicly yet. But, but it exists. There's a date that it exists, and I know when we, when we can talk about it, we will. All right. We're up to Simon Sibbs. Simon Seb's tweets, Just saying, some of those teams working no, on man, Wa- this again. some of those teams working on Wolverine books could push some other Marvel characters. Yeah, okay. We got into this yeah, last week. I don't want to rehash it. Uh, yeah, there's there's more. From Another one from Simon. He says, "How can other Marvel characters become popular if the same handful of characters hog the spotlight? Uh, they seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, we we we, just, do, we do well getting characters our, out there.
1: Our biggest launch of this week is Guardians of the Galaxy number one. So yeah, it
0: starts a talking raccoon yeah. and a tree who says three words. We're gonna be okay. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. I love Simon's dedication to. And, and yeah, good. I've stick seen a thoughts. lot of other. You know, I've seen other fans who are like, I want. You know, these lesser-known characters to get. This and they their... get their shots. Yeah. You they... know,
1: you get great series like Immortal Iron Fist*, like *Hawkeye*, yeah. like *Captain Marvel*. Right now, these are all good examples yeah. of characters getting their shots. Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they
0: don't. That's and Wolverine first appeared in 1970. 1970- whatever. Yeah. Uh, his first solo book was four issues, didn't that was in nineteen eighty one. Yep. Then his ongoing series didn't start for nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. So it's not like he was a breakout, you know, giant mm-hmm. boom. He it took a long time for him to start as a very little character and work his way up, be in a lot you know, get more and more exposure. That's what happens. That's yeah. the process. All right, at Dirty Lash, as an Avengers Alliance veteran, what
1: characters do you recommend? Have about 49 points to spend. Well, first of all, with 49 points, you're not going to be able to get anybody. Just keep hoarding them and get more. (laughs) So just keep getting more points. Yeah. And then get back to us.
0: Yeah, I don't know who you have, so it's hard to say. Um, Wolverine in, you know, the brown costume, Scrapper, is a a great one to have if you don't. I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a must-have. Captain Britain is great. I love Tigra. Uh, I actually love Tiger and Valkyrie. Surprisingly, I didn't think I was going to like either of them, but those are fun to use characters.
1: And once you save up for it, I'm falling in love with Magneto now.
0: He's great. I finally got him. They tweaked Magneto, so before when you were in PvP versus him, he would always magnetize first thing, right? Yeah. And then you could take it away with the Baloney Scroll, but now you take it away, and it just he just does it right away. It's so frustrating. It's
1: great to have him on your side. Hate him great to have him on your side a great this week in Marvel this week where Fangirling Daily got lots of praise only for it to be taken away very quickly again excellent yes that is always a good it is the best it's always a good thing
0: at asbiv tweets sharing reading recommendations for Marvel Unlimited sounds like a great idea can't wait for suggestions thanks Steven uh, when we have it in a way that is is what I envision for it we're going to do it it's going to be great Another one from Stephen, he says, interesting interplay between All-New and Uncanny X-Men this month. Looking forward to where both books go next. It's going to be great. Yep. He also says, wanting to prepare for Iron Man 3 this summer, what are the best Mandarin stories to read on Marvel Unlimited? Um, I know a lot of Invincible Iron Man is up there. Um, that
1: annual. No, uh, yeah. Invincible Iron Man annual is a great place to start. Yep. That's um, definitely and good. And then that, I think that Joe Casey series... The Hands of the Mandarin one, Iron Man, Hands of the Mandarin. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> Hands of the Mandarin. Iron Man. Iron Man. Enter the
0: Mandarin. Enter
1: the Mandarin. Enter Hands the of Man- the Mandarin was a crossover from the nineties. Yeah. Probably is not on there.
0: Yeah, there's an Enter the Mandarin series. It looks cool.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever read that one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got art by uh, Eric Canetta. It's very good Neat. stuff. It came about around the time of the first Iron Man movie. So those those are two good places to start, and they're both available on Unlimited. Nice. Just finished new Superior Spider-Man. Are we supposed to feel bad? Otto was teased as a kid. Does that make what he does okay? I mean, that's really the question of the of the comic. Uh, do you sympathize with him? Uh, do you think he does not deserve sympathy because of the things he's done? That's a that's a decision you
0: have to make as a reader. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's not going to make it okay, mm-hmm. but it's something that you know does connect you, and you, you may yeah. find some sympathy there. Yeah, definitely or you does might not, not absolve him. Yeah, or you might yeah. not. And a final one, he says, just wanted to say Marvel does a great job connecting with fans. Twitter, podcasts, etc. you are all very responsive. Wish I could give twin points to Dan Slott, Tom Brevort, Blake Garris, Ellie Pyle, Agent M, H&M, Fangirling Daily, Ben J. Morris, and Brian Bendis. How did Bendis get in there? I don't know. He's actually pretty damn good. They're great. They're
1: great. Uh, you can't give twin points. Only we can
0: do that. Yeah, Ha. 10 twin demerits. I give, then, ten, I give 10 twin points to both of us. And then 10 twin points back to you for yes, being nice job. having good questions, too.
1: At, the Sky, at that Skype ebooks, Jean Gray needs to go to bed. To okay. To get to bed. I don't, what? She hasn't been sleeping in all New X Men. Okay. Good for me. Elaine is incredibly amused by this. That's something. At Lex Pendragon. If it's really my universe, I'm calling it 616. Okay, that's all. I'm done making you guys say 616. Down. No, you're never done. None of you are ever done. You're all the worst. Nightmare. Please keep listening. I like how Jonathan Hickman's weak dimensional walls from Avengers are showing up all over the mi- main Marvel universe. Well played.
0: Yes. It's almost like we're a uh, uh, unified company. 10X.
1: Wow. Finally, from Lex Pendragon, just read Books of Doom. It's excellent and me wind more. Is there more to that story with his mom? Um, Books of Doom by Ed Brubaker is kind of a standalone... Series. There's plenty of stories about Dr. Doom and his mom. There was a Dr. Doom, Dr. Strange Yeah, that's what I was just looking. One shot. I don't think it's in there.
0: Oh, um, it's really good. But that's a that's really good That's got Mike Mignola artwork. Yeah. That, oh, that was a classic. I don't know how you track that down. I haven't seen it in ages. I randomly got a copy at a convention a couple yeah, years I think, ago. I've never I've, never, I've never, I've skimmed it. I've never read it. But, I'll bring uh, it there's, Yeah, there's, a, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And final ones from at Marvel Star 12 Zach tweets, just should... Uh, Marvel should make a whole comic series on hero and villain babies like AVX Babies. Hashtag just saying. From your lips. I mean, you know. A, you know I, don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. No. They're those, it's the kind various as one shots though, right? Yeah, I like, I I, I like occasionally getting an X-Baby series because we've had a bunch of X-Baby stories, but we'll see. And then last one, Zach says, "Marvel, Marvel, just take my money for me, buying all collected editions of all Marvel now titles and Marvel Unlimited." It's the way I like to end a podcast. Shing, money, 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 money. Great job, Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Astrami, Blake, Ben, Elaine, and the other interns. Anybody else involved? No. You thank Blake. I guess he's gonna edit this at some yeah. point. Thanks to all the listeners for being great week in and week out. Stop saying 616. Yeah, and for next week uh, we probably won't be able to do anything because it's a crazy time for us but we'll try. Next week's special Mania week. Oh, man. It'll
1: it'll be episode number 75. Maybe we'll come up with something cool to do or every... every, The way we look at it, every episode's a celebration here. We should try to get
0: someone uh, that we see at Mania stuff to do a call out for our twin listeners. listeners. That'd be nice. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. But until then, this is Marvel, your universe.